Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Good morning. I don't care what time of day you are listening to this episode. It is all about morning routine, so I'm going to say good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? I felt so compelled to talk to you all about morning routine. It's something I've been studying pretty intensely for like six plus months, actually longer than that. It's like a year almost now. And this is something that I've really noticed is all over the place and is just highlighted as extremely important. And to be honest, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. If you've been in the personal development space for a while, whether that's with me or with someone else, you know then how important a morning routine is. And you've probably heard it from a million and one people, but you're going to hear it from me today. And I'm not just going to tell you why it's important, because to be honest, you probably know. You probably know that it sets you up for your day. You probably know that your mindset loves a morning routine. Now, let me be really clear for a second. A morning routine is not just getting up earlier. A morning routine is getting up earlier with intention. It's having a list of things to do that get you into state for the day that gets your mindset really aligned with your higher self and the person you're wanting to be. I like to make that distinction because some people are like, ugh, morning routine, I don't want to get up earlier. It's like you're not just getting up earlier. Yes, you do need to get up a little earlier because you need the time to do the stuff that you want to get done. However, you're getting up earlier in order to get your mindset rearing and ready to go and fully stepping into that fuller version of yourself. I'm going to tell you guys a story. So last week I had... I was just in a funk, like for several days, I just noticed I was in a really bad funk and I am me and I don't like to stay in funks for long and whenever I notice I'm in one and I get really self-aware, I go into the research and I'm like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why is this something that is happening in my life? What's different? Am I eating something differently? Am I watching something differently? That honestly, because remember, we talk about this, you become what you consume always. So am I watching something? Am I listening to something differently? Am I not listening to something I normally do? But this time, I noticed it was my morning routine. And I noticed that after the half marathon, you have to do a lot of recovery. <laughs> like um, you just, it's just, you have to have let those muscles rebuild. You have to let them because um, when you do something that hard and that like hard on your body, your muscles are destroyed. <laughs> like to be honest, they're just really destroyed. And you have to let them rebuild. You have to roll out. You can't do those really intense workouts that you've been doing to prepare for the half marathon. And so I was doing a lot more resting. I was hitting the snooze button so much. 
I am normally someone who hits it once, if even. And I was hitting it for like 45 minutes. This, I mean, like, it's it's wild to say it because I'm just like, that doesn't even feel like me. Just X, Y, and Z, I just noticed a lot of stuff was being compromised and my morning routine was feeling more like just that one thing that I do sometimes. And so I was like, whoa, no, no, no. This is not the person I subscribe to being anymore. I've really committed to stepping into a fuller version. And I know that when I do have my morning routine consistently, I am a better coach. I'm a better leader. I'm a better partner. I'm, I make smarter choices. I make smarter decisions. I work better. My mind is clearer. Like, I mean, just everything works better. And so I wanted to really touch on this subject today because I doubled down on my morning routine the day after I did all this research and had the like, duh moment. I doubled down on my morning routine the next day and everything changed. It felt so different. I did the same thing today. I'm recording this on Friday. I doubled down on it yesterday. I doubled down on it today. And I just noticed how much more different I feel when this happens. So I want to talk to you guys today about the five categories that I believe belong in most successful morning routines. Now, here's the big thing, though. I want to, I want to say this right off the bat because I want this to really get penetrated into your head. My morning routine is not going to look like yours. Your morning routine is not going to look like your best friend's. Your morning routine is not going to look like your partner's or your favorite motivational speaker. (laughs) Mine doesn't. Mine for sure doesn't. And that's okay. That's more than okay. That's beautiful. I want this to be a personalized thing for you. That's why I want to talk about the five categories, not the five things you need to do. Because categories, there's a million and one tactical ways you can achieve that category that makes sense in your head. I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I have a workbook that is outstanding. It's a free workbook. You can find it on my website and I also have a link for it below. But it is all about the five categories that belong in a morning routine, which is what we're going to talk about today. However, on the workbook, I also have journal prompts. And these journal prompts are there to make it so that you can get really nitty gritty into the detail. Why is this something that matters to you? Who are you going to become as a result of this? What are some things that are going to get in your way? That's my favorite question. What are some things that are going to get in your way so that you can prepare for them? What are you going to do when those things do come up? Because they are going to, let me tell you. But how are you going to not go back to your old habits, not go back to your old self because that one roadblock came up? How are you going to instead move past it and choose growth this time? So questions like that I think are so important. And plus, it also gets down to what ways does this category make sense in your life? What are some things you can do? What makes sense? What's compelling? So please, 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 if you haven't, go to my website or go to the link in the show notes and get this workbook. I cannot tell you how much f- amazing feedback I have received from it. Like I'm I'm just I'm blown away by the transformation people are having because of this nine page thing. I also don't think I mentioned this puppy's free, like F-R-E-E 100% free. I wanted to make it really accessible for you guys. And to me, that alignment was just meant I want to get this information out there. So please, 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 if you haven't, go to the link in the show notes, go to my website and go get this workbook. Now, 
Today, though, I just want to talk about the categories so that you can start thinking about how these can work in your life, about how you can implement these in ways to your morning. Now, here's the deal. You don't have to do all five of these categories. I do because I notice that I am my highest self when I do, when I do achieve them. But I didn't do all of them right away. I ease my way into all five of them. What Something that happens when we decide to do all the things all at once is our brain goes, okay, this is really cool. I'm really excited about it at first. But then I go into overwhelm and then this is a lot and then I shut down and then I go back to all my old habits because it's what's comfortable. So I do recommend... That if you don't do all five of these right now, ease into it. Find two or three that you feel extremely excited about. And you're like, I want to do those first. I really do. And I'll go through them as we go along the way. I'll highlight the ones that I'm like, this one's really important. If you don't do this, maybe it's time to start. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking about this. And I'm going to start talking about the five categories that belong in every successful morning routine. Morning routine category number one, you got to get up. And a lot of people, when they hear this is the first one, they scoff and they're like, no shit, Sherlock, you got to get up. But hear me out on this. In order to get all of the things you want to get done for a morning routine, you got to get up a little bit earlier. And I'm not saying you have to get up at 4 a.m. if you're used to waking up at 10. But what I am saying is just one hour earlier. Just try one hour earlier. I'm going to speak from personal experience. I realized one hour wasn't enough. So I did two to start with, I believe. And it made all the difference. Now, here's the deal. If you're like me, you love sleeping. Like, love sleeping. Like, if I don't get eight to nine hours of sleep a night, which is a lot, I... I'm not fun the next day. I'm groggy. I'm cranky. Like all this kind of, I'm like a freaking toddler. But in order to get up at the time that I want to, I know that I have to go to bed earlier. I know that's just something I have to do. My friends make fun of me because they're like, okay, grandma, like going to bed at 830. But that is the small price to pay to be able to wake up the next day and live into the life of my dreams. That doesn't seem like a large pay, like that doesn't seem like a large consequence to go to bed early if that means that that's the payoff. And of course, I'm now so used to it. And honestly, I like to say your morning routine starts the night before. You need a routine to get your mind ready for bed. I know some people say like no screens, no like that. Yeah, I know there's the science behind it. But to be honest, I love having something to go to sleep to. Brett and I, my boyfriend and I, we always watch SpongeBob SquarePants and that's our fall asleep show. Like, just how it is. <laughs> um, DM me on Instagram if you also love SpongeBob SquarePants so I don't believe I'm crazy. But I, that's just how I need to fall asleep. I need to have noise. I need to have something going on. So I know some people say, no computers known of that. Sorry about it. I don't do that. But I do have a nightly routine. At about 8 o'clock, we start cleaning up the kitchen. We start getting ready for bed. I wash my face, brush my teeth, all that stuff. And then we just like lay in bed and we either talk or we do other stuff or stuff like that. But it's time to just wind down. It's not time to be talking about anything crazy or anything like that. It's just a nice like little wind down time. And it's become such a routine that my body immediately now knows, okay, that's the time to go to bed. 
But the reason I'm harping so hard on you got to go to bed early is because you do not want to wake up. You do not want your alarm to go off in the morning and be like, I hate you. I want to go to sleep again because I only got four hours of sleep because I couldn't turn off Netflix and all that kind of stuff. You want to be able to get a full night's sleep and still get up at the time you want to. Now, here's the deal also with getting up that makes people be like, oh, this makes sense as to why this is a huge category. You cannot hit the snooze button like crazy. You can't do that because then you're not getting up. So what I like to do is... When your, when your alarm goes off, your brain is not going to be thinking about your purpose or your passion behind why you want to have a morning routine, especially at first. So you need to have a visual reminder. I want to get really clear because this is your tactic. You need to have a visual reminder as to why you want to get up. So for some people that might look like on your alarm, titling it, get up now, you'll be so glad you did. Or if you're like me, and this is a little bit more compelling, get your ass out of bed and start living your dreams. (laughs) That one will get me out of bed every single time. You also, there's a great TED Talk um, by... Mel Robbins, she's amazing. She's the uh, creator of the five second rule, which it's phenomenal. If you don't know, go watch. It's so good. But she talks about how our brains make decisions in five seconds or less. So your brain has five seconds to make the decision to reach for growth. The second that alarm goes off, you have five, four, three, two, one before your brain's like, and snooze. So if you choose in those five seconds, again, if you have that visual reminder, that's an immediate trigger for your brain to make a decision to get up. Or if you're a superhuman, you can get up immediately and just remember, oh, that's right, this is why we're getting up. I like to have the visual reminder because it's conditioning. It's further conditioning and eventually you know it's there and it's just an unconscious decision. So number one, you gotta get up. Now, this looks different for people. Getting up at different times looks different for people. How it's compelling to get up. I know some people who put like a poster on their bedside table or on their bedside wall that has like a little reminder statement, like get your ass out of bed or like remember this, remember who you want to be, all that kind of stuff. And that works too. Again, it's whatever is compelling for you. If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. Your version of getting up is going to look different than my version of getting up. Category number two, get learning. Here's what I mean by that. How many times have you heard me say, you become what you consume? And how many times have you, the second your alarm goes off in the morning, reached for your phone and gone on social media or the news or checked your email and started immediately getting into that mode of, oh, what do I need to do? Because especially if you're creative, you go on social media and you see all the things that everyone else is creating. You scroll through 50 people creating something and then immediately you start feeling that guilt and that alarm of, oh, I'm not creating anything. I'm behind. 
And that is not how you want to start your morning. Contrary, you go to your phone, you immediately open up the news. I don't know if you guys have checked the news recently. It's not fun. It is not fun at all. And again, I'm not talking about some good news with John Krasinski. That is entirely a different thing. That is a totally fine thing to read in the morning or listen to in the morning. But the news is so filled with drama, it's going to immediately erupt that language pattern in your brain that produces anxiety, and it's not going to go pretty. So get learning. I know people who take this time to read 10 pages of a personal development book. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Or if you're like me, I love podcasts. So I take this time to listen to a podcast or an audiobook or something about something I'm wanting to learn. Right now, I just started the 5 a.m. club, which I wonder why I'm talking routine. You become what you consume. So it helps. It like it gets your mind ready for the day and it starts you thinking about ways that you can start living into these versions of people that you're reading about and like the ways that the habits that they have that you're wanting to envelop that will come from reading and consuming so this again this can look differently I love to combine this with the next one I listen to podcasts while I work out I love to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing stretching or stuff like that so this doesn't have to be something that you take 30 45 minutes just to do on your own I like to combine this one with others but for me this is my non-negotiable Get learning is my absolute non-negotiable because this kind of stuff, when I listen to things that are personal development in the morning, I notice a wild difference of who I am for the rest of the day. Just saying. Um, This podcast also works under get learning. So number three, get moving. (laughs) You guys have heard me talk so much about the importance of moving your body. And again, this does not have to mean you go run 10 miles or you go do 15 CrossFit hours. Like, it doesn't mean you have to do something high, high intensity. This morning, my version of get moving was going on a walk outside with my partner. Or yesterday, again, I told you guys I'm in rest week right now from the half marathon. Yesterday, I did like 45 minutes of intense stretching or intense um, uh, physical therapy movement. So stuff that just like helped work my um, knees and my leg muscles back to where they normally are, not when I run a half marathon. But this doesn't, again, this doesn't have to be anything crazy or it can be. If you want to get up and run 10 miles, go for it. But get moving for at least 30 minutes. There's an amazing quote, when you change your body, you change your mind. I'm not saying change your body like lose five pounds. I'm saying change your body like get your heart rate up. Get that blood flowing and then your brain and your body start working together and especially for that get learning, it marries together so well and then you feel like you're energized for the rest of the day. I don't feel like it's any surprise me telling you guys that when you exercise consistently, and again, exercise does not have to be anything intense, a walk, yoga, a run, stretching, whatever, like literally whatever is compelling to you. But when you move your body for 30 minutes a day, you notice a mindset difference every time. No questions. So I'm not going to touch on this one too much longer. You know what get moving is. But I highly recommend that this be one you guys take really seriously. So number three. What are we on? Number four, (laughs) get grounded. Getting grounded 
This one is a really big umbrella. You can get grounded in so many different ways. This can look like meditation. This can look like journaling. This can look like drawing. This can look like like literally anything. But taking a minute, five minutes, ten minutes to just get really present really, really present. For some people, this looks wildly different. I will tell you guys, I'm working on a meditation practice because that is something that I know I'm just not good at. But because I know it's a practice, I know it's something that it's like a skill. You need to condition it into your body. You're not going to be good at meditation at first. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying you have to do meditation. I think there's a lot of different ways you can use the benefits of meditation in other ways. Journaling is awesome. For me, this looks like visualization. So what I do every single morning is I write down 10 dreams that I have for my life and I write them in the present moment. Like they are happening all around me. Like I literally just achieved them and I'm living and basking in the glory right after it happened. Now I've been doing this for so long and I have such a clear envision in my brain as to what these moments look like that I can kind of use shorthand for it. But I know whenever I'm writing these down exactly what it looks like when I finish a half Ironman. That's one of them. Now that one's a long ways away. Maybe not a long ways away, but that one's several years down the line. But it's something I still write every single day. Being a top motivational speaker Something I write down every single day. And I know exactly what that looks like. Whenever I write that down, I can close my eyes. I can feel the presence of myself on stage with the energy of the audience. That is what I connect to. I connect to the other in this one because I feel like that is where it really comes from. It's not just so I can speak on stage to an empty auditorium. I want to feel the energy of the people coming back at me. That's what's compelling to me and that's what drives me forward. And that's what gets me grounded. Now, you might be saying, Nicole, you're getting in the present moment by getting in the future? (laughs) Like, I've heard that. uh, Someone asked me that one time, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I never really thought about it that way. But when I get into my dreams, I know exactly where I am right now. If this makes sense, I I know exactly where I am and where I want to go. And I'm not looking behind me. I think that's the major thing. I'm not looking at the past. I'm not looking at all the hardships. I'm not looking at the things that are in my way. I'm looking at where I am and who I want to be. And tapping into that makes me so strong and so present because I'm like, this is the woman I know I'm going to be. So I do believe get grounded can look in a like a huge amount of variable ways. I know some people when um, I had mentioned like, oh, I do 10 dreams every single day. They tried it and they're like, that's so hard. Like it takes so much time because at first you have to really write them out. You have to get really clear on what's going on around you. Again, over time, you can kind of use that shorthand, but it does take a minute. I suggest starting with five, five dreams. They can be things you can achieve tomorrow Literally the day before the half marathon, I wrote down, I have crossed the finish line at a half marathon. And I wrote that down even the day of. But the next day, I changed it out to something else. Something else that's been on my mind that I'm like, ooh, I want to achieve that. But I want to write it down afterward. I I switch them out afterwards. But I write them down even if it's something that I know I'm going to achieve that day. And I write them down even if I know it's something I'm going to achieve in 20, 50 years. So... Get grounded. 
And again, this looks like a million different ways, meditation, journaling, visualization, whatever that looks like for you. So, and then last but not least, and you guys, this is the bread and butter. I'm not going to even lie to you. Whenever someone comes to me and they say, I really want to learn to be more positive. I want to learn to see the beauty in the world. I want to learn to see that I can achieve things. And I say, great. Do you have a gratitude practice? And nine times out of 10, they'll say no. And the one out of 10 person who does say yes, I say, do you feel connected to it? And they say no. I cannot stress enough how important, how valuable, and how life-changing a gratitude practice is. And let me, let me be really clear on this. A grounded and connected gratitude practice. Because something I've noticed with my friends, with my clients, and even with myself, is that when they do a gratitude practice, <laughs> it's great for like the first week, the first days, or maybe even the first two weeks. And then the to-do list starts to come in. And the gratitude practice feels a lot more like a chore than it does a celebration. And to those people, I say, the reason that you're not able to connect to your gratitude practice is because you don't do the prior category. You don't get grounded. Gratitude is the most getting yourself in the present moment kind of exercise that I do believe there is out there. However, if you don't get connected, if you don't feel present, you're just writing stuff down or you're just thinking about stuff willy-nilly. But when you write it down and you get really clear, and I think I've talked about this on my stories, but when you're doing a gratitude practice, I do not recommend just writing down umbrella statements. Like when I write down, I'm grateful for my boyfriend. That does not have the same weight or the same amount of gratitude as I am grateful for the coffee that he brings me in the morning and then he says served with a kiss and kisses me on the forehead. That to me immediately gets me connected to my heart and I can literally feel a glow of gratitude ignite within me. Like that sounds so cheesy, but it's true. That's how I connect to gratitude. I feel like it's a glow of light. That's just the visualization that I have with it. But I I cannot recommend getting a gratitude practice enough. And again, just like with the dreams, it doesn't have to be 10 things in the morning. It doesn't have to be 50 things. That's crazy, actually. Don't do 50. Um, But just five or just three. Three really strong gratitudes. And let yourself feel them. Like, let yourself really bask in the glory of them. I had, oh gosh, I I watched. Brene Brown's Netflix special just recently. And if you haven't seen it, please, God, just do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's called The Call to Courage. It's amazing. It's just spectacular. But she talks about how we don't let ourselves fully feel joy. And whenever we start to start to lean in that direction, our brain clicks and it starts to rehearse trauma instead to, quote unquote, prepare us. I say quote unquote because that's a big load of bullshit. Instead, what she says is the people who fully have leaned into joy, like unbelievable amounts of joy, not even looking in the other direction, those people have one thing in common, and that is an immense amount of gratitude. So please, 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 if you don't already, just three things a day. And it can be when you're going to bed. This doesn't honestly... 
I connect this with a morning routine. I don't think it has to be with a morning routine. I have had several clients who are like, this actually works really well for me at night. And to which I say, fly free. Please do it at night, but please do it. That's all I care about. That's all I need you to do is just do a gratitude practice at any time during the day. I notice my highest connection happens when I do it in the morning. But again, my practice looks a lot different from your practice. So that's just me. So you guys, that's the five categories. I just want to go through them really, really quick just to do a quick little recap. But I really cannot stress this enough. Please go get that workbook. It is Link is in the show notes, like I said. This is just the categories. Now, I know we touched on some like descriptions in the categories and some things you can do with the categories, but please, if you haven't, go get that workbook because it's just going to personalize all this so much more to you. And it asks questions that you don't think to ask. And I just, I really, I cannot stress that enough. Yes, I know this is a shameless plug. I don't even care because I want you to get this practice and get the results of it because I cannot stress enough how big of a difference this morning routine has made in my life, this morning routine, any kind of morning routine has made in my partner's life, my friend's life, my family's life, my role model's life, everything. So please, 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 please. So let's do a recap, shall we? One, get up. You got to get out of bed. That looks different for everyone, but you got to get something compelling to trigger your brain to get out of bed in the morning. Two, get learning. You become what you consume. Get your brain focused on something that makes you feel like you're tapping into your higher self. Three, get moving. I'm literally not even going to touch any more on this because you know what to do. You know how your body loves to move. Do it. Four, get grounded. Again, this looks wildly different for everyone. I touched on what I do, but I really get the workbook and just help so much with getting this one and getting really specific. And then last but not least, get grateful because you have no idea what unlocks when you tap into gratitude every single day. You guys, I love you. I adore you. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you had a beautiful Memorial Day. If you took a long weekend, I hope you relaxed. (laughs) We've all, a lot of us have been working so hard and I hope you had a chance to relax. If you didn't have a long weekend, if you feel like you're not working hard at all during this time, I hope you are giving yourself some grace and really letting yourself feel this resting period and reconnecting to who you are because that's just so powerful and so impactful for moving forward. Anyway, I love you guys. I will talk to you super soon and have a great day and enjoy your morning. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go take the leap and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.